What is up, Return Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Returners Live. Tonight, episode number 54, we sat down with the overall winner of the Dirty German Endurance Fest 50 miler, Brandon Teleseski. On this episode, we sat down with Brandon and discussed how he got into running, his performance at the Dirty German Endurance Fest 50 miler, as well as the training he has leading up to his first 100 miler this summer. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Brandon Talaseski, how are you doing? I am great. Thanks for having me, guys. We're super excited to have you on tonight's show. It's going to be awesome to kind of hear about your race and just kind of what you've done in the past couple uh, years with running and kind of where you want to go over this next year or so. Uh, for those of you that don't know, my name is Wesley Hartman. Holding down the fort with me tonight is the man who is running with my nomies or the homies 50K this weekend, JD3, John Dolovacki III. Okay, big, big, I love the Wawa, I think. It's a big East Coast. So, like, let's just dive into this for 60 seconds. How much better is Wawa compared to Sheets? Because there's a lot of Midwesterners in this thing watching this, Uh, and they're going to be a little offended, but let's just Uh, just tell them why. So, I grew up with Sheets, actually, in my hometown, and I'm a Wawa convert. So, Wawa is definitely much better than Sheets. And uh, probably one of my favorite things at Wawa is is the pretzels. So I get the soft pretzels. So actually after the race, I got uh, Wawa's soft pretzels and we actually went to the Philly pretzel factory and did a little taste test between the two to see which ones we like the best. And but, yeah. the results were? Or Wawa. Boom. That's Boom. all the, yeah. that's the hard hitting analytics yeah. that yeah. we're looking for uh, on Ridge Runner Live. This is awesome. Uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? Almost, almost went with the seltzer tonight. Almost did. I, I, I didn't with the, the Deschutes little squeezy juicy pale ale. So uh, that's what I'm drinking tonight. As always, regenerators, you guys know the drill. You can find the show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you're on Strava, join our Strava club as well. It's starting to get a little too competitive though. So let's just maybe tail, bring it down a little bit. But uh, no, join us if you're on Strava as well. Uh, regenerators on all platforms. Brandon, let's take us back to when you first decided to kind to lace up a pair of running shoes. What did that look like for you? Why did you decide to go on a run for the first time? Well, mostly it was because of uh, my dad. So my dad ran in high school, was a pretty good runner in high school. So um, he he definitely had an influence on me. I uh, My sisters ran, ran track in high school as well. So they were a couple years older than me. So overall, watching hearing the stories about my dad and, and watching my sisters run track, I kind of got involved in, in track. Um, I didn't love it at the beginning, uh, but over time it was definitely something that I really started to love and enjoy. Um, so th- that's when I first started to run. And then from there, it's just kind of like gradually built into to marathons and to where, where we are right now. So what did that progression look like? Obviously, you know, you kind of talked about it, but like, what, what was like the reason that you decided to like dive into an ultra? I've always kind of, it's kind of interesting, you know, kind of being associated with the running scene, but like to do an ultra yeah. takes a special kind of uh, person to kind of want to do that. What made you want to do it? So my, so once I, once I moved to New York city after college, um, I, I had to take a couple of years off due to injury. And then when I came back, I definitely just hit the, hit the running scene. I joined the front runners running club, a part of New York road runners got super involved, uh, did four or five marathons a year. And I eventually got to a point where like I was ready for something different, something new. And, uh, my, my friend, uh, Steve Walden, 
Uh, he, he's a good and bad influence on people. And, uh, he, he recommended that I, that I try an ultra cause I figured why not? Um, so my first ultra ended up being the, the JFK 50, um, in November of 2018. And from there signed up for at least one ultra a year since then. Well, yeah. I mean, first off, you got to say that that's a good person. Right there. <laughs> that, that person is yeah. not bad influence. That's a good influence. <laughs> so we're good with that one. Um, yeah. I, how did you do for the, cause you said you ran your first was a 50 miler. So that's a pretty big jump, like dumping, jumping from the marathon to a, you know, doubling basically. So like what was yeah. your training leading into that? And, and what <laughs> made you go for the 50 over like a 50 K and stepping up? Um, again, probably the bad influence, but, uh, um, but it, honestly, I, I, for my first marathon or first ultra, it was not, it was not great training. It was mostly my marathon training. It was two weeks after I ran New York City. So I just used whatever marathon training I had and, and did the, this 50 miler. Uh, I think the benefit is it's not as difficult as a course as many other ultra marathons. Um, there's some hills, but then there's 26 miles of flat on the, on the tow path um, in the middle of the race. So I knew that going in, but I really just tried to... Um, stay as relaxed as possible as long as I could and then just held on. And so luckily it worked out enough that I was able to finish. What was your first time at the JFK 50 miler? Uh, seven hours and 20 some minutes. Absolutely moving. That is, that is an awesome time there, especially at a race like that to debut your 50 miler. And like that race, like you said, it's got a little bit of everything. I think it's yeah. kind of, uh, but it's, it's just so competitive too. You know, it's hard. Was it hard not to get sucked into the competition? Obviously there's so many epic runners that yeah. are there. like, are you getting pulled along on the, uh, beginning section there? Well, well, the, the this year, the year we ran it, uh, it ended up being the trails. It snowed like two days before. So the trails were just ice and snow the whole way. So I think by default, I had to slow down because I was afraid of falling over. So, um, I think that that also helped. And also my, uh, my partner also ran the 50 mile with me as well. So we just held each other accountable, not going out too fast, which again, I think ended up us both, uh, finishing the race in respectable times. That's awesome. That's awesome. We love to hear that. So kind of, you said one ultra a year, kind of from that yep. first one to where we are yep. now, uh, what have you been looking for in your ultra running? Like what has kind of been the draw to, you know, to different races? Like what was the reason you kind of signed up for the dirty German endurance fast 50 miler, uh, mm -hmm. and kind of dive into that. Yeah. So my, I went to school in Philadelphia at St. Joe's and I had a number of friends who actually ran the 50 K, uh, at the, at the dirty German. So they have a 25 K 50 K and a 50 miler. So I knew of this race all the way back in 2010, 2011, 2012 timeframe. Um, so it was always on my radar to do. Um, and then, uh, going into last year, I signed up for it because a couple of my friends in the area, I actually was the bad influence and convinced them to sign up for this race. Um, uh, going into right after the Boston marathon. So, uh, signed up for it. And unfortunately it was canceled due to COVID. So then I ran it virtually in the fall and then signed up for it as my tune up for my, uh, first hundred miler, which will be at the end of June. So six or seven weeks out from, uh, the hundred miler, I figured this would be a good time to, to test it out and see, see how 50 miles go. 
Well, we'll kind of dive into that uh, a little deeper in the <laughs> yeah. episode, I'm sure, because it'll be super interesting to kind of learn about your training and kind of the details behind the yeah. 100 miler later this yeah. year. But uh, let's dive deeper into the Dirty German 50. Yeah. Uh, what was the, what was the race atmosphere like kind of uh, at the, the day before or at the starting line where you kind of got there? And what was the vibe pre-race like? Uh, it, it was pretty chill. I mean, most people were pretty excited. People are already setting up their tents and their chairs for the post-race, which is fun to see. Um, but I mean, it was very low key. I think people were pretty socially distant. So, uh, that, that was good. I mean, the, the race started on time and, th- and there were no issues. So logistically it was great. No, super easy. One of the easier races I've actually had before, which, which was great. So vibe before the race was great. I mean, I was a little nervous, a little excited, which is expected of course, but overall it was, it was nice pre-race. Let's jump a little bit into that race and kind of talk more about like the first few miles and how it started unrolling uh, towards the end. And maybe we can get into some of the ups and downs you may have obviously had during that race. Yeah. So the, the, Actually, it was funny. The first uh, first hundred meters, I, I essentially took a wrong turn, um, so I, I, di- I didn't know exactly how the course went. The first little bit, they had a couple cones, but I didn't realize you just followed the cones. Uh, so the first the first uh, half mile or so was a little interesting, but then I was able to get into my groove, so to speak. Um, but the the first couple miles i just tried to stay as calm as possible try try not to go out too too fast um um so that was great and just to get a feel for the course because the the dirty german course is three loops of penny pack park so ideally get your bearings in the first loop and then try to um be comfortable for the second and the third loops if you if you can um but overall start started the race went pretty well for me um so i was pretty pleased with with that effort yeah was there anyone else with you or were you kind of taking it out yeah. from the lead? Like were you just all by yourself from the first hundred meters? Yeah. I, I was generally by myself that most of the race. So the first hundred, 200 meters, I was probably with people. And then from there, um, at least for the first loop, I didn't see anyone else um, until I got back to the starting line when the 25 K people were starting. That's awesome. You know, you were probably yeah. just like, wow, I saw Wesley's prediction video and it's going to go out here <laughs> towards the race yeah. and yeah. Uh, not even leave it a question. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's awesome to hear. So kind of going through that first loop there, yeah. um, what were some of like the things that you were trying to focus on early in the race? Obviously, you know, the first part of a race, you, you just don't want to make any big mistakes. Where are you yeah. focusing on in those miles? Uh, I was focusing on trying to stay as smooth as possible in my nutrition because I figured if my nutrition is good at the beginning of the race, then it'll pay dividends at, at in the latter half of the race if I'm having trouble fueling at that point. Um, so I was trying to stay as smooth as possible, but I was also just trying to understand and learn the course. So where can I quote unquote relax? Where can I, where do I have to put an extra effort in to get up this hill or to get around these turns or, or whatever it may be? Um, so it's really learning the course, staying as relaxed as I possibly could and and going from there. What did your nutrition look like? What, what kind of stuff were you taking? So, so I, for this race, and I tried it out one time before, so maybe that was not the smartest move, but it worked out fine in the race. Um, but I, I'm trying scratch came out with something called super fuel recently. Um, so I wanted to give that a shot because I knew in other ultras fueling was somewhat of an issue for me in terms of getting enough calories in. Um, so this is designed to be very easy on the stomach and has like 
400 calories in and in 20 ounces. Uh, it's just like a mixed drink. So I figured I would try that out and see how, see what happened. And I had no issues in, in the race. So I use that a lot. And then I've gotten better at eating more solid foods. So like some rice cakes, um, some pizza, some bananas and things like that. That super fuel sounds super interesting. Is it like a bottle? Or like, is it like a, or how does it come? It's a, it's a, it's a powder. Yeah. So you can put as up to their serving size goes up to seven scoops. So it has the 400 calories, hundred grams of carbs and a lot of sodium or, in it. and there's probably some other stuff in there as well, but overall it's just, just designed to be, if you're, if you're struggle with getting fuel intake, this is a, this is an option. So I decided to give it a shot and I was pleased with it. That's sure. awesome. Yeah. I'm sure regeneration members are going to start uh, seeing what the super <laughs> fuel is all about. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's awesome. That's the trick to uh, yeah. winning fifties. Uh, I'm kind of curious. So loop two, take, yeah. take us through it. Loop two, it was challenging at the start just because I was going around a number of the people who were just starting their 25K. Um, so I had to meander around some of those people and some of the trails were a little um, more narrow at uh, the first couple miles of that loop, especially. Uh, so going into that second loop, I was more just, again, trying to stay relaxed. I was definitely feeling a little tired by that point as well, but I knew in every race, you're going to have your highs and your lows. So I just figured... I could just take one more step and I feel good. Like, let's just keep going. And, uh, so I really just tried to stay relaxed. And then the second half of that second loop, I started to feel a lot better. Um, so again, ebbs and flows in a race, it's just natural cadence of that. So overall second loop went well, fueling was great. And then by the end of the second lap, I was, I was feeling pretty, pretty good going into that third lap. Awesome. The first comment from Eric Anderson in the chat saying that's awesome about the super fuel because it's double the calories yeah. of tailwind. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> one, one bottle to get your whole calories yeah. for the hour pretty much on that yeah. one. But yeah, um, exactly. And then rolling into the third loop. So you finish your second loop, you're feeling pretty good. Yep. You kind of got it figured out towards the second half of that loop. Third loop, yep. all good? Or was there problems? Uh, there, there were no, no real problems with the third loop. It, 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 pretty much I was feeling good. And then I got past the start, the start line to start the third loop. And I started to feel bad again. And I was like, okay, this is my last loop. You're in the lead, like, don't blow it. Um, and so again, I just tried to stay as relaxed as possible. I knew my feeling was okay. I knew my pace was still pretty good. So again, just relaxed as I could. Um, and then I was wearing a, a bag and then towards the last aid station, I actually handed my bag off to, um, my partner who was, who was watching the, the, who was helping crew me in the race. And, uh, th I think that was mentally a relief to knowing the last five or six miles, I didn't have a bag. I just had my hand held and I just, I just went after it and I felt great the last five miles. Did you get a big energy boost throughout the race? Obviously, like when you're passing the 25K runners and a couple other people are like in, and I'm going to say lap traffic. Uh, yeah. do you, is there an energy boost for you in that moment? Kind of like still being around other people, even though you're kind of running your own race out in the lead at that point? Um, I mean, for the first lap, I was by myself for most of the race. So it was a double-edged sword. So it was great seeing people because I haven't for a while, but it also, there were times it did slow me down a little bit, but I mean, that's the nature of, of any race and any looped course, especially, right? So if there's other races, other events, so that's, it wasn't an issue and it was going into the race. I, you know, that's expected. So it wasn't too big of a concern. And I think overall it helped me. Uh, just trying to to mentally um, not have to focus on my pace and just focus on something different for a little bit. 
kind of looking back now, you know, obviously yeah. what's, what was one thing that kind of surprised you most about this race that uh, obviously you kind of been had it on your penciled in on your calendar for yeah. a couple of years now, but yeah. what surprised you most after completing it this go round? Um, I, I was very, very pleased with just like the, the end result because I ran a 50 miler in, in December of the, of this past year. And I know this course was much more difficult than the 50 mile I ran this year and I ran a faster time. So I think just like going into it, I was much, I was very, very pleased with the effort and I'm just happy that all this training that I've been doing has paid off. So I think that was my initial reaction. That was like, there's some, some satisfaction and nice to see what the efforts uh, lead to something pretty cool. I mean, obviously, I think you were the fifth fastest time in course course history. Uh, you know, a couple people on Instagram were curious. You know, they're asking us, "Will you go for the three P at this race in the future?" And uh, will we see it next year? Uh, to be determined. Uh, we'll we'll see how this uh, hundred upcoming goes. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'll I'll probably do it again at some point in time. But maybe next year, maybe not. I, I haven't decided yet. That's awesome. So let's transition out of this race. And I, I'm super curious to know how your training is going for your first hundred. You know, it's, this is one something that a lot of regeneration kind of relate to, or, you know, try to continue to get better at hundred miles. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's always interesting to kind of hear these stories. So uh, let's talk about what the hundred is, what race are you doing and mm -hmm. kind of why you decided to sign up for it. Yeah, uh, the race I'm doing is the Great New York 100. Uh, they classify it as an urban adventure. So it's essentially 100 miles around New York City. So um, you start the race and end the race in Times Square, and you, you pretty much hit all the boroughs at some point except Staten Island. Um, so you go all the way up to Van Cortlandt Park, um, past LaGuardia Airport, down to the Rockaways by JFK, Coney Island, and then back across the Brooklyn Bridge into Times Square. So you really go everywhere throughout the city. So that was something that really uh, lured me to try to sign up for this race. Um, but actually, this almost never actually happened. So my whole fall, I was training for the Rocky Raccoon 100 miler in Texas. And um, I ran a couple of races in the fall in preparation for that. And ultimately... Uh, I just felt with, at the time, COVID rates were a little bit higher in Texas. I decided to, to back out of that race just because I, uh, for, for me, it didn't make sense to, to fly down and attend an event like that at that time. So um, did another race and then took some time off and then ramped up for this and luckily got in through the lottery into, into this race. So um, again, looking forward to this race. It's, it's going to be an exciting uh going to be quite the day and it'll be a nice way to celebrate and bring in my uh, 30th birthday a few days later. Absolutely. Love to hear that. As a New York City resident yourself, uh, how much of the course have you already been on and kind of what excites mm -hmm. you most about like the actual course? Obviously, as someone who doesn't live in New York City, the fact that you could go do 100 miles all throughout the city is super appealing. But for someone who li lives there, is mm -hmm. the allure kind of still there? Uh, of course. Uh for for the the race course itself, I've run parts of it, but m most of the race course I've never done before. So luckily, the race director gives the Strava routes out. So um, after they have their training runs, I go run um, a, a portion of the course. So I've run probably 60, 70 miles of the course. I, my, my next long run will be the, the, the por portion of the course from 
pretty much from the Arthur Ashe Stadium where they play the U.S. Open out to the Rockaways by Coney Island. Um, so that's going to be my next route is, is that section. But I mean, it's just going to be very exciting. And the part that I'm, I'm most happy about is I have a number of friends in the city who are coming to pace me at certain portions of the race. I have one or two friends flying in. So it's just going to be a great time and, and a culmination and seeing friends and, and some families. It'll be, it'll be really, really nice. That's pretty awesome. Um, do you have a favorite area that you're excited for of the course that you're really looking forward to hitting on that day? Yeah, there, there's a, there's a few, um, besides the finish line. Um, uh, I would say, uh, there's a, there's a view about mile 40 that you're, you're in the Bronx and you take a turn and you just have a whole skyline of the city. Uh, um, so that'll be, it's unobstructed. It's, uh, if you're familiar with New York city, you, the you're in the other side of the Guardia. So you literally are just looking out into the water and then the skyline. It's that, that part will be great to see. Um, and then I, I think it'll be interesting to get out to Coney Island, which will be about mile 70. Um, so being by the beach, so just being in center city to the beach, uh, I think that, that would be pretty cool as well. So th those are the couple areas that I'm looking forward to the most. Awesome. Got a great question from, uh, Eric Anderson in the chat saying hundred miles, well, more of his comment, but hundred miles on pavement will be very challenging. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of have you thought about that? Are you going to be swapping, swapping shoes a lot to make sure you have a good cushion on or, or what's your plan for that? Yeah. So my, my thought was going to be, um, have a couple of pairs of shoes with me. Um, and if it makes sense, even, um, potentially buy a pair that's a size bigger, half size bigger, just in case, but, um, because we don't know what's going to happen. So definitely switch shoes. I mean, I've been trying to do some strengthening work as well and trying to do a lot of my runs now that the trail race, uh, the dairy German race is over to, uh, try to run more on the roads and, and prepare for that. So just trying to become a little bit stronger and, and switching shoes, but yeah, it, it, to be honest, it is an unknown and uh, definitely an asterisk in, in this race that I have no idea what will happen at mile 70 or 80 on pavement for that long. Yeah. That's going to be, I'll be, I'll be hoping to hear from you on afterwards <laughs> to see what, what, what to do for that one. Cause yeah. that would be the only thing that's like really keeping me from ever doing or considering yeah. hundred miles on, on pavement would be like, yeah, I don't do well anyways. So I would be like, yeah. it's yeah. a big turnoff. The, the good news is there, especially in the first 20 miles, there's, there's a number of parks in the city that you would never expect. Um, so the, I mean, it's not a hundred miles on, on pavement, but there's probably 90 of the hundred. So, I mean, at least you have some, some parks, but that, I think that's another cool part of this race is you go to parks I've never heard of before. And I've been in New York city seven years. So I think, I think that again, that's another cool part, but yeah, it's going to be very difficult with the pavement. So what's your training look like going up into this race? Obviously, like you kind of talked about it with this race and kind of using this race mm -hmm. as a big uh, part of your training. Mm -hmm. What do your weeks look like mileage wise and kind of what have you been focusing on specifically each week? Yeah. So I've been, um, the main ultra training elements of my, of my training have been, I'm doing a, a number of back-to-back -back long runs. So 30, 20, 35, 18, stuff like that. Um, I've also, I kept elements of my marathon training as well. So I, I use, I usually follow Jack Daniels 2Q program in the marathon cycle. So I try to do at least one, the, at least one, sometimes two quality workouts a week. So a lot of threshold miles, um, and occasionally some work on the track. Um, so overall, I, I only actually run five days a week. Um, but I've been averaging 60 to 70 miles per week. Um, but that's including a, the long runs on the, uh, on the weekend. So. 
Um, but trying to do most of my big mileage efforts on the weekends. And then during the week, I do um, a lot more of my speed work. John, I think there's another question here. Yeah, there is another question in the chat. It's from uh, SM Kali. Says, uh, what's your favorite trail to train on in New York City? Ooh, um, favorite trail. I, I I like Van Cortland Park. Um, I think that's good. There's a number of trails up there. I like running the 5K course up there. Um, there's also um, the Riverdale Park as well. That was one of them that I found out on my first training run. Uh, so that's uh, literally right above me. I just, as a person who lives in Manhattan, you, don't, you very rarely leave Manhattan. So it's actually just across the bridge from me, not even three miles away. And then I ended up uh, really liking those trails up there too. So there's like two or three mile loop up there. That's really nice too. So right now, those are the the two favorite trails that I have, at least in, in New York City proper. Awesome. And kind of going off that, I have a quick question. Like if there was a touristy trail to kind of do like one, like kind of either must do if you visit for a weekend, what, yeah. what would that be? I mean, it, it, it's hard. I mean, Van Cortland Park's probably it. Um, but uh, there are actually trails in Central Park, um, the Northwood. So it's a, it's not much. It's like a mile or two. But I've only run it once. But there are trails there. So if you want to explore more of an unbeaten path in Central Park, that that's the place to go. Awesome. Awesome. That's great information there. I'm kind of curious now, kind of going off, you kind of talked about how you run for five days a week. Mm-hmm. What are you, what does your recovery look like on those two days and how has those two days to recover um, kind of helped you in your training? So I know a lot of ultra runners sometimes feel like they can't yeah. take an off day or, you know, if they, if they yeah. do take one day of losing training, but you know, recovery is just as important yeah. as the training. How's yeah. that been for you? Yeah. I, I partially I've been doing the, the two off days is just, um, I've had Achilles issues in my past. So trying to save my body and, and preparation for those long runs and for the, the speed workouts I do during the week. Um, I, I do think that it, I, my recovery has been okay with some of those, but I really make sure that I, I really listen to my body. So I do the two harder workouts or one harder workout. And then I, then I slog the other miles. So um, I, I just take my time and whatever I feel feels easy that day. That's what I do, whether that's 740 pace or 840 pace or whatever that is, that's, that's the pace I go for that day. So I just take my time, um, uh, compared to my speed workouts. So, uh, I, that's what I try to do and really just listen to my body. I think that's the, that's the biggest, uh, biggest element that's helped me stay injury free or most, mostly injury free the last couple of years with the, with the increase in mileage and longer runs. So you talked about doing a 30 miler, 35 miler. What do yeah. your long runs look like specifically? You know, are you running the same pace the whole time? You know, do you mix up hills in the city mm-hmm. or just kind of uh, go at the same pace or what does the, what do those look like for you? Yeah, I try to, um, I generally just try to keep the same easier pace for those. So what would be potentially maybe my target race pace or whatever, again, feels easier for that day. So that way I can make sure I can practice my nutrition and, and, uh, and, and just trying to make sure I under, understand the race course and can pay attention and feel comfortable. So whatever really feels easy that day, that's generally what my longer runs are. So if I'm running in the city I, for this race, just because it's, it's not closed, they're, they're, they're not closing down the city for this. So, um, and there's a lot of turns. And so I'm just really trying to understand the course um, and, and make sure I can learn it. So that way when I get to the race and if I'm running by myself, I don't take wrong turns and, add extra mileage. So 
my, all my runs are kind of all over the place, uh, at least for my long runs in the city. So when you're doing the, the hunter miler, what is your mm-hmm. plan for the nutrition for that one? Um, are you going to stick with the same exact stuff you've been doing right now that worked out? Or are you going to try to add or try basically try new stuff before then? I'm going to try new stuff before then. I, I mean, uh, it's nice to get a lot of calories through your drinks, but there's definitely, you're definitely going to need some, uh, some other stuff. So, uh, one of my friends who's done a number of triathlons and, and some ultra endurance events recommended the book feed zone portables to me. Uh, so I started reading those books. That's where I started eating rice cakes and different portable foods that are easy, real foods that are easier on the stomach, uh, than gels and blocks and things like that. So I've been trying, uh, dabbling in some of those and seeing how they go. Um, because easier it's, I found for me having solid foods is better than having a lot of gels very often. Yeah, I would agree. Good food is always uh, one yep. way to make you happy, especially during those yep. when you're down in the low, but, um, exactly. Uh, in addition to that, like, um, being in pavement and being in the city, uh, in June can get probably pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are you, have, yep. are you going to wear the bucket hat? Like Wesley always recommends and, <laughs> or, or what's your plan for dealing with the sun and stuff like that? Cause it gets get brutal when it bounces off the, yeah. Pavement. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that is a great question. Um, I'll, I'm going to pray for, uh, not, not whether that's not as hot, but if, uh, if it happens, it happens. So, um, maybe if, if that works, I haven't thought that far in advance of that. Uh, but I'll probably just have a number of t-shirts or, or whatever to try to protect my body. I've read from uh, other ultra runners that don't wear tank tops when it's hot out, uh, when it's that hot out because of the the sun and getting burnt. So they actually recommend wearing t-shirts, things like that. So I'm open to suggestions and people have other, other thoughts on that as well. But a lot of ice, maybe the bucket hat um, and trying to stay as hydrated as possible. Yeah, we definitely have- recommend the bucket hat personally, <laughs> but uh, Harvey Lewis was actually on Rajar's live not too long ago. And he says, you know, he's, he's won bad water before. And he says the yeah. uh, arm sleeves for him are super important. So like, you know, he's not too worried about, you know, the added heat per se, cause it just bounces off and yeah. the arm sleeves for him have been super important in his heat training. That's why he manages it so effective that effectively. So maybe Got give it. that a shot. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, kind of going off that though, I'm, I'm kind of curious now because this has been super awesome kind of learn about, you know, your background in running, you know, your ultra career and kind of this race and going into it. Um, what is the course markings like in the middle of New York city? I'm assuming you can't just spray paint the whole road. Like how do you not yeah. get lost in New York city doing hundred yeah. miles? It's, it's a great question. So the, the race director has, uh, air, certain little arrows on the course, but those are still a little bit easier to miss. So that's why I've been trying to do the runs in advance. Um, so I think that that's one way is so I can try to learn the course. Um, another, another area is I, I, he has the map. So I send it to my watch and then use my watch to help navigate me through. Um, and then third, I'm hopeful with a number of my friends who are helping pace certain elements of the race that I'll have them know that eight to 10 mile section. And then that way they can, uh, they can help out and make sure I don't get lost there too. So I think those are some of the ways I'm trying to, uh, um, not get lost in New York city, but apparently I've been reading a lot of blogs from people who have done this race and they all say that without a doubt, you're going to take a few wrong turns. So just try to stay cool when that happens and, and pull out your map and get back on course. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like 
I didn't even think about that part, but you're in the city. So like, there's a lot of potential for people to mess with things or modify things. You yep. can't do a traditional marking like you would on a trail Correct. or no one's going to touch yep. it. Or if there is, it's going to be a very few number of people, but in yep. the city there's, there's a, it's bustling all the time. So like, yeah, it, it's interesting. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, there's a chance you could be stuck at a traffic light for two minutes. Like, <laughs> like yep. you know, like oh, there's those types of things can happen. So, uh, break out my street racing skills, I suppose, and, and try to dodge traffic. <laughs> Just run in the subway, just go down and you, you'll be, you'll be good to go down. And that's, yeah. how that works. that's how that works, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, this is, this is going to be really fun. We're going to have to kind of get you back on afterwards, possibly to kind of hear all about yeah. this race. Cause this is one that's uh, just kind of just piqued my interest. Cause I, you know, yeah. I, I would never want to do a road hundred, but just the, yep. the fact that it's through New York city, I think is super, yep. super, super appealing there. Yep. Um, what's one thing that you're hoping to leave that race without, obviously, you know, you can kind of have a goals and B goals and C yeah. goals, but what do you want to actually like leave the goal, leave the race accomplishing? Um, that, that's a good question. I, for me, I really just want to go into the race and leave the race, no matter what happens, uh, just knowing that I gave my, my best effort in that race. Um, cause I don't know what's going to happen. I've never really won more, more than 50 miles in one go. So any, any step beyond 50 miles is brand new territory for me. So, uh, I really just want to, to make sure that I give my best effort and, then at the end of the day, if, if things blow up or if it gets too hot or whatever, and I can't do it, then at least I like, I know I tried and hopeful. I'm hopeful that won't get to that case, but, uh, if it does, at least then I know I, I gave it my best shot. Okay. So you're going to go in there and give it your best yep. shot for sure. Yep. We're hundred percent confident that yep. you, can we 100% say that you're going to go in this thing too? <laughs> win this thing is that what you said yes uh, i have no idea i think there's there, there's some really good runners in this race so oh, i uh, I'll, I'll give it my best effort but um yeah i think this is it's i'm not going in for that i'm going in to try to finish and if that happens that's great but that's not not the eagle that's a good answer. We always like to try to peer yeah. pressure people and you know, <laughs> saying say stupid things, yeah. but yeah, normal yeah. people are a little smarter than that. Yeah. But, uh, no, we appreciate that. So do you have a time goal kind of in mind though? Obviously, you know, maybe not placement or whatnot, but yeah. uh, what are some times that you kind of been looking at or maybe ballparking as certain I, ABC that, goals? I, that, that is a great question. And I'm, I'm talking to a few people on that right now. I, uh, it's hard to say I've never done this before, but I look at my 50 mile time. I know it's not double it out 10 minutes. Like it is in the marathon. So it's like, what, what is it? I don't know. So I'm still thinking and working on, on what I think that will be. I, I mean, it, it depends on the weather. There's a lot, a lot of factors on that. So I don't even have like a great time goal yet. I know I'm in good shape. So whenever, when I get closer to the race, it'll probably make a more of a determination there. Awesome. Well, we hope it's a, it's a good time and we hope it's what you're happy with. So, cause obviously we want to see you finish the, yep. uh, looking at this race, what do you, what are you like most, um, afraid of, or what are you most concerned about going to this race? So, <sighs> yeah, I think we talked about it. I think it's the, the pavement, the, 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 the heat, um, the, some of some of those elements. I mean, that's the big defense of this course. I mean, it's, it's, it's 2000 feet of elevation for the 3,100 miles. I mean, that's not, for road for ultras, that's so flat. Right. Um, so I think those types of elements and just making sure that I, 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 I just put a good effort in and, and just go and have a good time. I, I, I worry, I worry about just blowing up with injury or any of those that factors. But again, I think that's natural hundred miles is 
a beast of a, a beast of a event. So not everyone finishes a hundred miles. So I think those types of things, but I'm just trying to trust my training and my nutrition. And hopefully that will get me across the finish line. I think it's kind of important to you kind of touched on a little bit that you're going to have like pacers and crew members out there as mm-hmm. well. And I think sometimes, you know, at big races, like in a 100 mile distance, I think it's uh, if you have good pacers and good crew, I think that only yeah. uh, helps you like a ton compared to you yeah. know, if you just have good or to average uh, crew slash pacers. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think their impact on you will be? And do Huge. you get pacers in this race, from, uh, pacers from the beginning? Yeah. So the race director just emailed us a couple of days ago on this. So they change it. So you could have pacers from the very beginning if you want. Um, I don't know if I'll do that from mile one, but maybe uh, mile 30 and 40, I'll take advantage of that rule change. Um, but a number of friends who I've run many miles with as well. So uh, I'm expecting uh, so, some uh, good music, some good company. And a couple of friends are even willing to run a, a 30 or 40 miles with me if I want. So um, they're good friends. So I will be very thankful for them. And then again, my, my partner will be driving around in his car, uh, checking for me and, and making sure I'm okay. And he'll track me throughout the day. So I think I'll have, I have a pretty good crew and a number of people have done 50, 50 mile races or, or multi-day endurance events. So I, I feel like I have a pretty solid crew of people behind me. We, we love to hear that, especially, you know, kind of hearing the, your, your journey and ultra running and whatnot, mm-hmm. who have kind of been some of your running influences throughout your life and kind of how have they shaped uh, who you are today as a runner? Yeah. I mean, my first one is, is definitely my dad, as I mentioned, he got me into running. Uh, I, I was thinking before, before this, uh, this, this show, um, it would be really fun if I could actually do a race with him. He, he can't, um, run as well. He had just got double knee replacement. So, um, we never, we never actually have gone on like a run together, but I think it would be very fun, uh, back in his prime when he was a, he was a really good runner in high school that he was more of a miler. I'm more of a distance runner. So probably about the 10 K mark would be great. And we had a little competition. Um, I think that would be pretty fun. Um, if, if that would, could ever, or could have ever happened, but, uh, definitely my dad again, got me into running. Um, uh, my track coach in high school actually recently passed, but he he's I've stayed in touch with him up until he uh, passed away about a year ago. Um, so he's just been a great influence. I, I usually caught up with him after most big marathons and races that I did because um, it was always just nice to let him know. And he was always the most the most optimistic person. So I usually take that into to my events and just think of some of the lessons he taught me. And I sometimes hear his voice be like, dig deep or, or, or keep going. So um, I do, I, uh, he's been a huge influence on my uh, running running career. And then again, probably that one friend I mentioned earlier, Steve, He uh, um, he's that good and bad influence as well, but he's been like an unofficial coach for me the last few years. So um, thankful for all his help, but he knows how to push the buttons. And sometimes you don't like that. Yeah. It's, um, it's also awesome to hear about why people run and stuff like that. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's good. It's always heartwarming to hear, you know, yeah. family and friends being the reasons that you, you push and dig mm-hmm. deep. Um, yeah. and you know, almost wanted to say like, especially with like, um, track coach like telling him to dig deep like that's got to be like a huge motivator when you're like way out and you're really in a low spot and like want to drop yep. it's yep. got to be awesome so, uh, 
Uh, agreed. He, yeah, um, he was the one who really was, uh, my dad got me into running, but my coach got me to really love running. And so um, I do definitely think, uh, I think about it, him on some of my runs even, even today. So it's great hearing and thinking of him. And I know he would get such a kick even out of like this today. So um, it would be very cool um, and hopeful to put in a good effort and at the end of June, uh, even, even for him. So it'll be great. Well, we're excited to definitely see that happen. Kind of uh, wrapping up your training discussion going into this mm-hmm. race now. Um, what's one piece of advice that you kind of you're th- you're in the thick of things with your training mm-hmm. for your first hundred? What's yeah. one piece of advice you would give someone who's starting their training for their first hundred? Um, tra- I mean, I, it's hard to say because I've never run one before, but I, I definitely think. Going into it, I feel confident with a lot of the back-to-back long runs I've done. So I think just really uh, work slowly, work your way up to doing one of those long runs, and then um, if you can, incorporate the the slow the 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 next day afterwards. But I mean, in general, when people ask me what what they should do for running, I usually tell them what my track coach told me when I first started: is if you can't hold a conversation while you while you're running, you're going too fast. So I really, I do believe that if you're a first time runner, uh, that, that, that is the best piece of advice. And even in a hundred mile event, that's probably a good advice to hold as well. Awesome. Do you do any like uh, additional cross training stuff in terms of like a lot of walking or hiking or, you know, weightlifting mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Is that tie into your training? I, I've been trying to do some some more of that. So recently I've been doing the last like six months or so, I've been trying to do a little bit more stretching, um, but I'm doing a lot, a lot of squats and uh, um, workouts with the band. So I just have bands around my legs and try to do different things around my apartment. Um, and then occasionally I city bike around uh, New York City and those bikes are like very, very heavy. So in some ways that's a pretty good workout. Um, so I, I do stuff like that. And, and, and being in New York, you naturally just walk a lot more, but I mean, I would say nothing too crazy, but, uh, try to do 10, 15 minutes a night, but that adds up over time. Agreed. The, um, next part of the whole session here is our quick questions, which I think you got to see some of them and we're going to dive into some of my, our favorites. Um, okay. What is, what is one thing you can't leave an aid station without? Kind of a lame answer, but I usually buy, get bananas every time. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas are great. I love bananas. It's, it's definitely an underrated (laughs) answer. You know, it's one that like doesn't get talked about too much. You know, if you love uh, double stuff Oreos, but bananas are ones that, you know, people always take out with them. So, uh, yeah. We kind of love to see that. Uh, do you have any pre-race rituals that you do? Um, I won't say pre-race, but typically the night before the race, um, I usually have a Snickers right before I go to bed. So that's usually my 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 dessert before the night before the race starts. What about uh? What about post post race? Um, usually, typically it's a, it's a beer and usually burger and fries, but this time I changed it up a little bit and, uh, in New York. So I got, a um, a hot fried thigh from Harlem public, which is a, which is a great uh, restaurant right down the road for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice. Nice. Will the uh, pretzels stay in the post-race tradition? Uh, is, maybe. Is that, a, is that a once in a lifetime kind of thing? I mean, I feel like it, that's a thing you do in Philly, but not all pretzels are created equal. So I don't know if a pretzel in other places are nearly as good. So <laughs> definitely a Philly thing. 
Definitely, definitely. So our next one is one of our favorites. Uh, you know, if ultra running had walk up songs like baseball, mm-hmm. what would yours be? Yeah. I, so it's funny is I don't I don't listen to a ton of music. I, I would say when I was thinking when I saw this question before, I, I was I was thinking of a few. But I, I mean, I would go with um, "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. But other other ones or any songs by like lady gaga or ariana grande so um i know quite quite the contrast there but those are some of the the artists uh, that i was thinking of there that any the songs by them what are those uh, go-to gaga song i don't think we have one of those on the playlist yet we probably <laughs> need to stop leaving so we gotta add it to the repertoire there yeah 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 um I was uh, right. Uh, the one, the one I like is uh, "Bad Romance," but I, I do think that uh, there, there, she has a lot of songs. She just had a, um, a big album come out last summer as well. Um, so a number of the songs on that um, are great as well. Big fan of the "Bad Romance" songs. Yeah. That's, a, that's a perfect choice there for that yeah. one. Uh, we you, we might know the answer to this one, but uh, we'd love to know. You know, if you could run it to one person in the history of the world, even if they aren't a runner and would able be able yeah. to run it to you and keep up, uh, who would it be? Yeah, I the, the person again, just because of uh, having bad knees. I never ran with my father, so that would that would be a very cool thing for me to do. And I mentioned how it'll be fun to if. If, if there's a way to time travel to go back and, and, and race an event with him, I think that'd be great. Cause I only hear stories, but it would actually be fun to, to, to see how, see how that would go. And like what's saying, we always love those answers. They're the best. They just, they always get us every single time. So it's one of the favorite quick questions we have um, before we wrap up here. Do you have any sponsors or anybody extra that you want to give a shout out to? No sponsors, but um I think a few people are watching or, or if they said they were at least. So, uh, hi mom and dad, if you're, if you're watching, um, and, uh, thank you for, for, for getting me to be here. Awesome. Um, where can if people want to follow you on social media? Do you, do you have an Instagram or something like that? Some people can follow I, you? I do have an Instagram. So if they're really curious and following me, <laughs> um, I'll be surprised if you are, but if you, if you are, um, Instagram is at B-T-A-L-Y 88. So at B-T-A-L-Y 88. Awesome. We'll put those links in the description, like as always. And we'll put your Strava link probably in there as well. If you have one of those. Um, uh, This has been a great show. It's been awesome sitting here to talk with you. We loved hearing all about the stories and and what you're doing for your training coming up for this new race. And we obviously wish you the best of luck at the 100 miler. Um, And we would absolutely love to have you back on the show once we, once you finish, obviously. Um, That'd be great. I'd love to do that. As Wesley says, he'd probably want to see you win almost, but <laughs> yeah. um, but we'll we'll settle with just a finish, right? Yeah. So, as always, everyone awesome. in the chat, thanks for watching. Uh, Regeneration is a wonderful guest as always, and it's just wonderful. So um, we'll see you all next week on the next episode of not Road to One Hundred, but Rich Runners Live. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Ridge Runner Nation, thank you again for tuning in to another Ridge Runners live show. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out as well. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure to give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, join our Strava Club so you can get mentioned in the Strava Rundown every single week. We'll see you next week, Rich Runner Nation.